Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Unicast, which is a podcast from St Mary's University, Twickenham. Our first episode is called... Hey, co-host. Hey, Meg. Hey, Nancy. (laughs) What's our first episode called? It is called Top Tips for Results Day. A little bit about us first, because, you know, you've got to get to know who's talking to you. My name is Nancy, and I work at St Mary's University as the manager for widening participation and outreach. So, in short, that means I work with a lot of schools, colleges. Um, We try and think about what we do and why we do it and evaluate it. And we're just trying to make sure that everyone's got information about university. And in a similar role, my colleague over here, sitting to my left, um, would you mind saying who you are? (laughs) Sure, yeah, I'm Meg, and I do a similar role to Nancy, except I'm not a manager, Um, but I work as a schools and colleges officer for the student recruitment team, so likewise work with lots of schools, lots of colleges, and hopefully inform young people about their next steps. Oh yeah, you do a lot of talking in you know normal times, Mm -hmm. so she's an excellent person to have on this podcast. I think it's time for our question of the week, Meg, don't you? Okay. And um, to his horror, our producer Sam is also going to be brought into this too. Say hi, producer Sam. Hello. There he is. Very, I mean, he's, a, he's you wouldn't think he was shy normally, but on this podcast, he, he's got a shy kind yeah. of, shy his kind of vibe. is the shy Sam, that's what we'll call him. Shy <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Done. So well, our question of the week, and I'm going to ask uh, you first, Meg. Uh-huh. Um, What did you do at uni and why? So I studied history here Mm -hmm. at St Mary's actually. And the reason I studied history, I mean, I loved it at school. And I think for a lot of people, that's the reason why they go and study very traditional subjects like history or English. But for me, I originally wanted to do something like science. I just love research. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to do biomedicine. <gasps> I love the idea of being in a lab. I can and see like you in a lab, experimenting. Yeah. yeah. But then history, I also like writing. And mm. I knew that I could go and write lots and research lots still in just a different discipline. So, and yeah. where did that take you? Because I, I know that you have very recently, yesterday, folks, <laughs> yesterday Meg graduated, not from her undergraduate degree, but from a master's degree. What was your subject you zoomed in on? Yeah, I zoomed in on it. I love public history. So oh. that's the way that history is well conveyed or taught to the public. So for the most basic example, like how do museums present the past oh, yeah. to the public? And I love that and I just love... Yeah, I guess topical at the moment with statues and so mm. forth. So that kind of feel, very political history in that sense. I have a quite similar story to Meg in that I did, um, in answer to our question of the week, what did you do at uni and why? My answer is that I did archaeology and ancient history. And I did that at Reading University, which was not too far from home. And I really liked that. You know, I could get the train there at the weekend, well, get the train home at the weekends if I wanted to. But it was far enough away, you know. And um, I'd actually studied uh, at A-level, round the corner from here, and I did, like, archaeology as an AS level when we had those um, in the same way, which is kind of wacky, um, but that's why I wanted to go to that big college, um, Richmond College down the road. Um, And we also did uh, classics, um, Tudor history, which was a thing. We could do that specialism, which I was just like, oh, please, don't let me, don't make me do any more World War II (laughs) stuff. I'm done. Hey, Sam, producer Sam. Hello. What did you study at uni and why? And I think you've been twice, haven't you? 
Yeah, so I did uh, international politics at Aberystwyth University. Oh, fun. And then I went on to do uh, political communications at Cardiff at postgraduate level. Oh, fun. So you went from... Now, for those of us who don't know Wales very well, I know it a little bit, right? Yeah. But Aberystwyth and Cardiff are super different places, right? Yeah, Aberystwyth is about two hours from anywhere on a coast. You're basically... The yeah. university is the town. Yeah. And then when you go to Cardiff, you're in a capital city where you've got oh, lots man. of students and lots of life going on. And I believe there's a road in Cardiff called Chip Alley, where it's just lots of chip shops. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> I mean, I visited Chip Alley as can well. Can confirm. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're as you can see, we all did humanities courses. So sorry about that. We will get someday some scientists yes some language specialists we'll try and mix it up a little bit because what we want to do on this podcast series is just talk about some of the key buzzing questions that everyone's got about university about studying about life and careers it's a big big lot of topics there yeah it's a lot a lot to be covered (laughs) but we we've got a really like immediate topic coming up soon which is um thinking about results day so we're in july right now of 2021 And the last couple of years have been a bit of a lot, um, in my informal way of saying it. A lot has happened. Um, And I think what we want to do is speak to an ambassador later. We have a student ambassador joining us as a special guest. Um, And Emily, who is joining us, is a current student here at St Mary's. So she can talk to us a little bit about thinking ahead to results day and you know what she was feeling like two three years ago it's um it's a big time of someone's life you know for btex and a level results day um but i'm aware as well that we might not have much um we might not have told you much about st mary's so where we are who we are what we do you've heard all about my life about megs and about as much as the mysterious sam was happy (laughs) to share with us um but should we just do I think, a one-minute challenge. Let's go. One-minute challenge. We thought we'd go simple, but it's probably a deceptive challenge. So I'm going to set Meg the challenge of explaining the answer to this question and giving us some fast facts. And our question for the one-minute challenge is, what's St Mary's University all about then? Which um, is my particular phrasing for that question. I love that phrasing. I love that phrasing. <laughs> um, and I'm going to ask Meg to describe, you know, what she thinks St Mary's University is all about then. In a minute, which is not very long. Um, and I'm starting my timer whenever Meg has calmed and said... Yeah, I feel like I'm having to, you know, collect myself here. My job's on the line, I, you know. And this is your job. You're this is my job. So this is, uh, I'm yeah. on the spot now. Okay. And um, we've already decided that I will be made to do one next time. So <laughs> she could be quite cruel with this if she wants to. <laughs> so Meg, uh, your time starts now. So St Mary's University, as Nancy Dory says, is based in Twickenham. Um, we are 30 minutes away from London Waterloo, so our students have amazing connections into the city. St Mary's offers something for everyone, no matter what their hobbies or enjoyment. Um, we have about 5,000 students here at St Mary's, so they do undergraduate courses, postgraduate courses and foundation year courses. Um, we are a campus university, so everything here at St Mary's is on site from our ref or our facilities like such as the sports stuff or library or accommodation. Um, we have programmes ranging in various different areas, so from teaching to liberal arts, theology, business law and society, um, sport, health, um, performance sciences. We have yeah a huge portfolio of programmes. Um, 
I love St Mary's personally. Uh, we're about a community style rave. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my one minute. How did I do? Was that really bad? You did really well. Oh my word! I'm surprised I spoke for a minute actually. No, you did really well. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just, I think, the longer I was just looking at my phone, going, "I'm timing you," the more it was uh, off. So I will just go back to the question that we get asked at schools <laughs> when schools come on uh, campus visits here. So we've got a couple of nice squares on campus. We've got um, uh, the piazza, the piazza, you know, very, very fancy word for saying it's a nice open courtyard. Um, And one of the buildings facing that courtyard is the chapel. And it's just a a nice, really lovely building, Um, quite a big chapel. And I always get school students saying, Miss, because they call me Miss, um, (laughs) do I have to go and pray there like every day? Or like, I'm not actually Catholic, so like, what's the deal? And I paraphrased that and used a, a, a very bad teenage voice. Please forgive me. Um, but the answer is no, of course not. We're, we're a university that is, you know, modern <laughs> in yeah. spite of that long history. Mm-hmm. We're here for people of all faiths and, in fact, no, no faiths. Faith, yeah. I'm, I'm not religious myself. Um, but I think what the Catholic um, ethos gives to the university and the students and the staff is this spirit of like openness and understanding. And I definitely feel that. I don't know, Meg. Have I, yeah, have no. I summed it up or okay? Definitely. Uh, where are we now? Where are we sitting? We are sitting in the media studio. Which I have been remiss and... Has I've noticed not... that exists for many years? <laughs> I've worked here for a few years. Not many. Not many, many. But um, I've seen the sign up and gone, oh my gosh, there's this amazing room in here today and have never been in it. Some of the courses that might use this room could be like communications, design and marketing if you needed to like film an advert for your course. Um, a couple of others that just live around media. Oh, communications, media and marketing. So yeah, lots of really interesting stuff. Many pathways. Many pathways. But enough about our university. We have gone well over one minute. Um, <laughs> so I think it's time we got into today's topic. Yes. Let's do that. Let's do that. So here is a bit of a chance for us to bust some myths. This is how we're going to get into today's topic properly, which is top tips for results day, as we've discussed. Um, And results day consists of um, getting your results and then finding out whether or not you get your choices for the next step. Um, Can you go to university? And there are lots of myths about it flying around. And I've got one for you, Meg. Mm -hmm. Is this true? Results day myth? Or is it true? It's the most important day, and if you fail, that's it. Basically, you get a lot of this kind of stuff, people saying like, oh my God, you've got to be really careful, da 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 No, for sure. I think, I want to stress this, obviously, that your results and working hard and making sure that your A-level or B-tech grades are great, um, but of course, if you don't meet those requirements and you fail one of them, or you just don't get the grades that the university asks for, it isn't the end of the world. Do not Oh, good. I'm I'm relieved. Exactly. So although it's really important that you make sure you try and get good grades, your life isn't over if you don't get into your first choice university. Mm. There are loads of options. So let's say you miss out on your firm choice. You could, of course, get your insurance choice. That's what we call your, your second choice on your UCAS application. Or there's other options such as foundation years, which require lower grades than maybe a full year. Do you want to talk about foundation And you just kind of, from what I understand, a foundation year 
if a university offers it or a college offers it, it's like bridging the gap between where you are now with the grades that you've got and what you've been able to get on the certificate, bridging the gap between there and starting the university level study. And it might be a full year. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and you know, you can simply do that and then move straight on to, like you said, it bridges the gap and move mm. straight on to the equivalent first yeah. year degree. And also, I mean, university, you can go at any age. We get students that mm. are mature students, they start at the age of 21, so they might not do well, they want to defer a year after they've done their A levels, mm. go explore the world for a bit, and then come back. And normally they've gained yeah. experience that also makes them eligible for university. So there's so many options if you don't meet your grades this yeah. time around. And I think um, a lot of advice that, you know, concerned parents or carers or teachers might give from, from thinking back on it, you know, it's like, it's important that you do this well now so that you can have your next step that you want to take. And they're, they're half right, you know, because it's easier often to do it at the stage where everyone else is doing it. You might have to go back to college or retake a, a year or something like that if your um, first choice of A-levels didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Um, I've known some really successful students to do that um, but it's just thinking about well you've got the chance now to do it what do you want to do and just getting you through on that path um, but Meg you're so right you can really find your path after that if you don't get the grades you were first expecting absolutely and um, because I'm a Google queen <laughs> um, I've, I've uh, managed to debunk my own myth while you were explaining that um, because I've realised that on results day, which is always in August here in the UK, um, and it's a little bit earlier, or mm, I think we've got one week with GCSE results and A-level and B-tech results you the dates. too. Oh, yeah, go on. I think so. 10th of August mm. is a Tuesday. So normally it's a Thursday of results, yeah. but this year it's a Tuesday. It's a bit earlier, so it's on the 10th. And then GCSE is the same week on the Thursday. Okay, and obviously it's been a really difficult couple of years, exams and teacher assessments. It's all been very confusing. So the National Career Service, which is um, run by the government, um, or funded by the government, um, they've got an exam results helpline, which is somewhere you can call if you've received exam results or assessment results that either were completely different to what you were expecting or if you're upset and just don't know what to do next. Um, and we have a number for them, and that is 0800 100 900. Um, and I think as well, it's important to say that's a nice impartial place you can go to get a bit of a steer, a bit of direction. Um, and I know that the National Career Service um, website is something that you can access a lot of the time during the rest of the year too. Um, you can get text messages from them. You can uh, do all sorts, it's, it appears. Um, and I think they're a good bunch of people to talk to because they know their stuff. So, yeah. Shall I ask you a myth? I would love Okay, so to ask me a myth and then for me to be challenged to <laughs> change your mind. <laughs> okay, so I've heard that clearing, so results day and calling universities, is only for people who don't meet their grades. Is that true? So people who go into clearing are just those people who don't get their grades. It's all gone wrong. Yeah. Panic, panic. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I would say so we can, I think there's a couple of episodes we could do which would talk about what the UCAS processes which is how in the UK we apply to universities um, you know and how you make your choices and do this that and the other but that happens in a real packed year that happens in well you might start it in year 12 or the first year of college but it all kicks off in the second year of college or year 13 and it happens very quickly you've got to just get your stuff on the form make it all happen and that's why thinking about it early is really good 
Um, but my point here is, Meg, with your, your sad little myth here, <laughs> people change their minds. So you might apply to university, um, you know, in October, November of a year, of your year 13, and then sort of deal with life, um, health problems, um, changing family circumstances. You might discover a bit of a subject that really appeals to you, that actually the courses you've applied for wouldn't involve. Or you might think, you know what, I was being persuaded by my friend to go and do that course. Or I was just listening to like that relative of mine who says that like law is the only degree where you get a good job afterwards. And actually, now I've researched it, I've changed my mind. So, exactly. sorry, I've got very vigorous there. <laughs> I really believe in this. Like you've got to be able to make your choices, consider your options and, you know, take the decisions that are actually yours. So, you know, number one, people can change their minds. And number two, I have a second point. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's also, so results day, you could, you could get the results that you needed to go to university and be like, great, accept my place, off I go. Very little admin apart from, you know, buying pots and pans and, you know, <laughs> stuff for your room at uni. Um, but there is also a process that we call adjustment. So that might be that someone gets better grades than they were hoping for, actually, and they could call up um, a high tariff university, um, so a university that has high entry grades generally, and say, hey, I could actually do this course here. Um, I was doing it at another university. I would prefer to do it at this university. Um, you know, can I change my mind? And yeah. if they have, if they have spaces available in clearing, you can do that. Um, of course, it is, again, we were talking about like, sometimes it's best to do things in the normal cycle. It is great if you can just apply to the university that you're really sure about, you really want to do, because um, not every course in the country goes into clearing. No. There aren't always these spaces available, and they could have, you know, there are universities and courses especially that might never never enter clearing and never be available for you to um, move on to or apply to at that late stage. So, you know, it's it's interesting. But I think basically clearing is for... People in lots of different situations, Meg, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about myth number three? Okay. Say I haven't applied to uni yet, right? Can I just wing it on clearing day and just still get my place for September? Jobs are good and all sorted. I really don't need to worry. Well, actually following on your, from your final point, Nancy, mm -hmm. about how some courses just might not be in clearing, I think that's a great place to start by saying... I mean, you can, if you want to, just apply through clearing, but you have risks such as that. Mm. So the courses that you might want to study might not be available. So it's always really, really important. I've debunked my own myth again. Have you? I'm too good. I yeah, I answer. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already gave the answer to I'm sure myth. there's more, though. There is more. Tell me more. There is more. So you have to, when you talk about research, it's more than just researching the course. You obviously want to research those universities. So if you're starting to apply to UCAS and you have your five choices in November or earlier than that, you can obviously then go and visit those universities yeah. and get a feel for those universities. Now, now, uh, 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 mm, mm. I am shaking my head. I'm waving my finger. <laughs> She's waving her finger at I me. am. I'm saying, hang on. It has been quite difficult to visit universities. Yes, that is, that is fair. I'm, uh, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a year 12 or year 13 student who has done so much work mm -hmm. and been through so much the last couple of years. Um, I really feel for them. Yes. And I couldn't go on the visit day, they're thinking. Like, how was I supposed to research, you know, a university in Manchester or Aberystwyth? What could I do? Um, what would your advice be to them now, Meg? 
So I would all, I think I say this in everything, whenever anyone has a question about universities, I'd always just go to the website of the university. Um, I think it's fair to say that most higher education places in the UK have put on some sort of alternative open day situation, whether that's virtual or um, they're doing like ad hoc campus tours maybe as a minimum. Um, so yeah. Like would, in really small groups. Yeah, really small groups. Yeah. Again, obviously if you can't travel, I would just pick up the phone and speak to maybe someone if you're comfortable doing that. Um, like, who would you call? Who would you ask for? Like, I'd call the student recruitment team. Okay. I'd call, like, myself or my colleagues. Um, we get inquiries all the time. Yeah. For an inbox from students. And I know lots of universities, well, we're going to talk to an ambassador very shortly, yes. who is someone who works for us. They are a student. They are fabulous. Um, and their job, literally, they are paid to talk about university and talk about options and talk oh, about... Oh, of course. Students. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would speak to students. Nancy <laughs> coming here with a good point. Yeah, yeah, but like they can't organise you a socially distanced, safe campus tour. Sure. They can take you on one. Mm-hmm. They need to talk to you, Meg, yeah. or someone like you. Um, and then kind of, you know, give you the honest like view of like what it's been like for them, how it works. Um, but yeah, I've got in my notes here, because believe it or not, listeners, we prepare for this. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't just assume that a random choice is better than doing nothing. Do you know anyone, Meg, who's just put a pin in the map and just been like, oh, I'll go there for uni, it's fine. I don't think I have. I don't think I do know anyone that has done that. But I can imagine if I did that, I would be very stressed out. Afterwards. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. why have I made that decision? Yeah. I mean, some people are quite spontaneous, but I don't think I'd recommend Not that, that life choice. No. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, there's a lot to be said for... Um, not worrying too much about stuff but I mean you know yourself you know that you want to plan your approach yeah. know where you're going feel safe and secure in what you're doing and you might change your mind but at least you know you've given it enough thought and you've spoken yeah. to the right people yeah 100% fabulous so your advice would be get your research in get your visits in yeah speak to the students mm. go on UniBuddy most universities have that platform oh yeah so it's like um, yeah. Is it's a way to talk to students online, right? Yeah, essentially, um you go on again the university that you want to apply to's website mm-hmm. and you can type in something like chat to a student or unibody itself. And um yeah, you can choose from a list of profiles of students from different um like countries, mm. different degrees, um and yeah, ask them anything really about student life, about their course. Yeah. About accommodation. I think that's one question that's not asked enough to mm. students. What's it like living in that area? <laughs> How messy is yeah, your student room? <laughs> exactly. What's the best accommodation here? I think that's important at clearing yeah. as well, when accommodation may be full. Um, so a really, another reason maybe not to apply. Super late. Super yeah. late is that if you're planning on living at a university, you might get a bit stuck in terms of living arrangement yeah because i mean they'll have been handing out the um places in the queue for accommodation so a student room on campus or in a you know facility nearby they'll been doing that most of the year already right yeah 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 um i mean there will be other options but it might just not be as exactly as you'd pictured yeah so yeah you'll be making sacrifices yeah that's a very good point yeah Um, (laughs) limey okay cool well i think we can't we can't possibly bust all the myths but we've, we've, done a, we've done a good I job. I think we've done a good job. Yeah. We've done okay. some. And rather than thinking about, you know, uh, clearing out misconceptions, which we've just done, I think what we've got to move on to is getting an ambassador, a current student at St Mary's, to talk to us about what it is that they would advise a student to do right now. How would you consider university? How would you choose a university? 
Um, so yeah, can't wait to talk to them in just a moment. Okay, so uh, Meg, could I ask you to read out today's question for our special guest? We've got a special guest here who we'll introduce in a sec. But what is today's big question for our student ambassador? Sure. So today we are thinking about what factors a student should consider when choosing a university, especially now that we're coming up to clearing mm. and results day and they might change their mind yeah. or they might want to adjust like we've spoken about or they might have to start looking at other universities. So what factors should students consider when choosing a uni? And hello, Student Ambassador Special Guest. Hello. Hi. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us who you are? Of course. Um, I'm Emily. Um, I've just graduated on Monday from <gasps> primary education and I have a QTS. And um, I'm going to be a teacher in September. So <gasps> I've just finished my St Mary's um, journey, which is quite exciting. A very exciting week. You know, we've already covered several graduations yeah. <laughs> thus far. Um, can I quiz you about two of the uh, phrases you used when describing who you are because they're I understand them but I'm like hang on how does this all fit together so you've graduated from primary education so what is that as a course so that course um, basically teaches the people who are on it to um, teach any primary school children from zero to year six so that's about 11 before mm -hmm. they go to secondary school and on my course we cover all of the um, core subjects that you teach in school maths English science and also all the foundation subjects so we learn about music um, how to teach art um, drama, all those kind of things as well. And so I can go into school and have my own form class of yeah. 30 children, <laughs> um, So, which is quite scary actually to think about. But in September, I'll be with um, four and five-year-olds so in reception. Oh, oh, yeah, four and five. Nice. Oh, four and five-year-olds. Yes. Wow. So very small. <laughs> yeah, very small, yeah. Let's go into it. What, what do you think, Emily, are some of the factors a student should consider when choosing a uni? And maybe like... I don't know. How did you how did you consider applying for uni? So I applied to university a little bit later, so when I was 21, um, and I worked in a school for three years before, so I had a bit of time to think about it. But one of the things that I did really think about before I came was location. Um, I'm one of those people who likes to be slightly closer to home, so I picked St Mary's because it was commutable if I wanted to stay at home, but also if I wanted to move into accommodation, it wasn't too far for my family to come and visit whenever, which I think was really important to me. Where are you from then? Um, so from Windsor, so oh, not far yeah, away not far. at all, so um, quite easy to get to in the car, and also really good transport links with the train as well, from Twickenham to Windsor, there's a 20 minute train, so that's one of the things I really considered when thinking about St Mary's. And then also the fact that St Mary's was a campus university was really important to me. Um, although I like big city life and London's amazing, I didn't want to spend lots of time travelling around to get to lectures and things. I wanted to be all in one place where there was a bit more of a community atmosphere. Mm. And I think the campus at St Mary's really offers that. So that's one of the things I really liked when I came to look round at an open day. And also one of the things I really wanted um, when I was going to have my university experience. You knew you were attracted to a campus, that's awesome. Um, how was it that you knew you wanted to do teaching? I mean, you've talked a little bit about that. So I obviously took sort of three years out to decide what I wanted to do at university. Um, but also before that, when I was at school, I mm. used to do a lot of volunteering at schools, 
school camps in the holidays um, or in my spare time I do sort of um, dance schools on the weekend with young children so I tried to get as much experience with children as possible to see if it was something that I enjoyed doing and you still um, liked it yeah and I That's loved good. it and then when I worked at a school and was the teaching assistant I thought actually do you know what I think I could be at the front of the class doing this and I thought actually maybe I should go to university and try and get a degree in this um, and do it myself so and I've managed to do it now three years on here we are and um, yeah yeah, so I'm really excited about it and um, you had that like a um, little bit, little bit of time. You know, obviously, it was lots of hard work over those couple of years working in school and doing other other jobs and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. But like, it was that realization hit you of like, I could do that. Like, yeah. But like, some people aren't super confident before that point. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, Well, there's lots of options. I don't know. But then you're like, No, I can see it. I can see it very clearly now. Yeah, and That's I, so nice. I think also even if you're going through the clearing process or you're thinking about this now and obviously we're coming up to September quite soon um, there's still time to take that time to think about it um, if you call up a university and you're thinking about going through clearing um, just understand your options and take a bit of time to talk mm. with it about your family or friends or whoever you're close to oh, yeah. just a bit of time to think about it because actually it gives you a little bit of clarity even if you don't have long it's always good to mull over these things and were those teachers helpful at that school where you were doing your your work as a TA? Definitely. I think they said, um, we think you can do it, Emily, but you've got to oh. be really sort of confident as well in yourself. You've yeah. got to know that this is what you want to do because it's obviously a vocation, isn't it? It's not just a career, it's sort of a way of life, teaching children. So, um, And yeah, I thought, go on then, I'll give it a go. Um, Meg, I think you were quite keen that we asked a little bit about, like, you know, how much does it matter what they teach where you study? And like, I don't know, is it different for QTS? Sorry, not for QTS, yeah. for doing like an education degree. How much can it vary even? Like, Yeah, it's a good question. I know that if I'm advising students who might want to study history, for example, I'd say to make sure you're looking at the modules for each history course, because each history course in the country will be different. So I just wonder, is it different for primary education? Or do you think it's kind of set because of the government criteria? Well, for primary education, obviously, as teachers, we have to teach set things. So Mm. I guess for lots of universities, it might be very similar what they teach. However, the one thing that um, really got me with St Mary's was that um, in your second and third year at St Mary's, when you do primary education, you get to pick more specific subjects that you want to learn about more. Xylophones. Yes. So if you liked music, you could pick that and study that more in depth. Um, and actually St Mary's has a whole list of the different subjects that you can choose and we even do modern foreign languages so a lot of my friends chose to um, study that and they've come out and they can say to schools oh I can actually teach Spanish now to a class so that's that's really fantastic benefit isn't it when you're looking for jobs immediately like bam what am I going to do in September (laughs) so I did mine in early years which is the study from zero to five for child development and obviously now I've got a job in reception with four and five year olds so I could say I know all about the development of children up to that point so it's a real um, a real sell when you're looking for a job you can say um, you know got this specific Mm. subject knowledge so that's one of the things that St Mary's really got me with I was like oh yes I want that and when did you find that out was it like you came to an open day or you were on the website or something um I came to a open day and there was a chat with one of the academics who is on um the primary education course and they talked through um the three years and what you get taught and all the modules as well fantastic and so I listened to all of that and I thought yes that's what I want that's what I want to do and they made it really clear as to what I would study and I thought, if there's something I'm that's missing, then this might not be the place for me. 
but I heard all the right things and I thought, yeah, this is great. And then at the interview, because I had an interview for primary education as well, mm. they went through it all again and it felt that I was hearing the same thing and it was it was sort of reaffirming in my mind that it was the right place to be. The interview, it was sort of a whole day I got to spend on in St Mary's campus and it felt like I was actually a student for the day, which Aww. was really nice. <laughs> and only an interview was sort of 20 minutes long actually, but the whole day I got a, a tour around campus, I got to have lunch in the ref, I got to speak to some of the academics, I got to talk about the course, um, which was really helpful, and I got to experience what it might be like to be here for the day and have lectures and things like that. Mm. So it was really good and... As you said, it was me choosing as much as it was them choosing oh, as yeah. well. Um, so it really helped having that interview day. Um, and even though it can be quite scary for some people, you could see it as a positive. Sure, I guess the final factor would be about accommodation, I guess, and especially given clearing, where mm-hmm. accommodation might be nearly full, um, and so students have to make a decision about whether they want to live on-site or off-site. So I guess for you, is accommodation a factor? Was it a factor for you? It was definitely, because even though I was um, 21, I still wanted to um, come to university and live at university to get the full experience um, and really submerge myself in everything that the university had to offer, and that was accommodation. Um, And I think what I say to a lot of people that come to St Mary's as well is to look around is, I always advise them to come and live here if they can, um, because it means that you get to be um, sort of an individual, get your own sort of routine going away from home. You can join the societies, um, get your own rhythm with how you might use the library or the facilities on campus. Um, and then if you want to move back home, if you live close, you can. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah. But living away from home from a year is really great for your own um, personal growth um, as much as anything else. Um, and I did that. I stayed at St Mary's for a year in the accommodation here in first year. I got to know everyone. Um, got a really strong basis of what the community's like here and also the local area. And then in my second year, I moved into a flat locally. And then in my third year, I decided I'd commute from home. And so I've done yeah. a bit of everything. everything and there, actually, yeah. it really worked out for me and I could make it personal to me as well. There's no yeah. right way of doing it. It's how it works for you. you were making the right decision for you at that point or did you not know when you were thinking right okay I'm going to see if I've got this job coming up I'm not going to panic um did you call any universities on clearing you know hotlines and stuff like that how did you know it was looking good for you and you were like I trust this this is going to be okay or so I think it's always really important to take in the advice of the people around you I know um, my sixth form at the time, my teachers were great. They gave me loads of advice um, and they did say, oh, maybe you should consider university because mm. your grades are good, Emily. Why don't you try this? Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to think about what you want. And although it's great to hear what your mum and dad think and, well, they think you should go to this uni or that university, um, at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to have to live there and you're the one that's going to have to do the course. And so you've got to make sure it's what you would like to do. Yeah. Um, and I... I know we say a lot of the time, it's a lot of money as well. Um, And although it's a student loan, it's a lot of time and effort that you're going to put in. And so you've got to be sure about it. And if you're not, take some time to think about it and what you do want to do. And take all those factors in. But um, yeah, it's got to be, it's just got to feel right at the end of the day. Um, And I know I got that feeling when I came to St Mary's and I knew, and I think you know. So if you go to a university or you come and visit St Mary's or anywhere else, um, I think you'll just feel it in your gut that it's the place where you should be, and yeah. Yeah, and you weren't getting any of that all the, you know those couple of years before when you were thinking, mm, 
do I take a leap? It doesn't feel natural. It just doesn't feel it right. It just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the right time. And I looked at universities um, in between as well. And I looked at the courses they did and I thought, do you know what? It, I think I just need a bit more time out. I think I need a bit more experience. Um, and I think that was the right decision yeah. because starting at 21 and finishing now, um, going into my 25th year on the planet, I was, <laughs> I'm so much more ready than I would have been at 21 going into a job. But then for others, they will be ready at 18 to go to university yeah. and that's fantastic. But it's personal to you and you can't beat yourself up. Don't think, you know, well, what's wrong with me if, you, if you're not sure about going. Um, take your time because actually you've got all the time in the world. Okay, so before you go, Emily, we want to ask you one final question. And it's one question we want to ask all our student guests. And that is, what's in your backpack? Um, so actually, a hilarious story. I graduated um, on Monday and um, my boyfriend got me a present and um, I collect rubber ducks. So I've got lots of different <laughs> rubber ducks. <laughs> I've got the Queen, I've got um, <gasps> Donald Trump, Boris Johnson. Um, I've got sort of like some little art deco ducks with lots of little splashes on, paint splashes on them. But um, he got me one yesterday and it's a little graduate duck and I actually still have it in my handbag. <laughs> and it's got a little um, cap on and a gown and also a little <laughs> scroll and it looks exactly like me in my photos from yesterday. Oh, so, yeah. That is adorable. I love that. That's what a good first answer to that question. That's amazing. Did not see that one coming. Such a random thing to have in your bag though. Please, yeah. please, can we have a photo of graduate duck and uh, show yeah. the listeners? Oh, definitely. That's it from us today, and I do hope you can join us next time when we'll be taking you along with us to a university open day. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to hear more wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and our handle is at If you have any questions for us, you can email them over to student.recruitment at stmaries.ac.com. Bye! Bye!